Happy New Year to you. Yes, Happy New Year. It's the first show of 2012 here at the Harland Highway Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year. And uh, here we go, man. Another full year of madness. Okay? Are you ready for it? Have you got your Velcro toilet seat all polished up? I don't know what that means. But as usual, I start with something stupid. Um, Hey, we're going to be talking about politeness today. Are you polite? Um, We're going to be talking about monkeys and a new way of waking up in the morning. We're going to be talking about geese and how they fly. Um, I've got to go visit with my boss, Mr. Featherstone. I'm very excited. He might have a promotion for me or a raise. And then we're going to talk about the Holocaust in a way that it's never been talked about before, which can only happen here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming out. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. Well, here I am. It's uh, the first podcast of 2012. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm... uh, up here at uh, out just outside my boss's office on the uh, fifth floor, Mr. Featherstone, and uh, you know I'm hoping he uh, he uh, you know has some good news for me. Maybe we're getting a bigger budget. Maybe we're ge- we're getting something good, something more. But uh, it's our first podcast, 2012. We're back. I was on a little holiday. Oh, here I go going in. Uh, hello, hello, sir. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, what? What's that? Uh, Happy New Year, Mr. Featherstone. Uh, g- g- great to see you. Good tidings and good joy. Good tidings? What are you, a fisherman? No, g- good tidings. Like, I hope you have a good year. Tidings? Isn't that like when the tide comes in in the ocean type of thing? Well, like, I guess it is, sir, but... You wanted to see me? Yeah, why don't you sit down and sit down quickly? Well, okay, I don't know why I need to sit down quickly. You'll do what I tell you to do. Sit down quickly. Good tidings, he says. Well, sir, I'm just... No, don't serve me. Uh, well, Happy New Year. Don't even Happy New Year. Where were you for the last few weeks? Well, what do you mean, sir? Where were you for the last few weeks? Do you know how many phone calls and emails we got saying that you skipped out of town on your podcast? Well, I didn't skip out of town, sir. I had to go home for the holidays. My parents are getting older and, uh, oh, your parents are getting older now. Blame it on your parents. Blame what on my parents, sir? Oh, okay. Blaming your parents because you went AWOL. I did not go AWOL, sir. It's called the Christmas holidays. I know what it's called. I invented it. Excuse me? I invented... What do you mean you invented the Christmas holidays? Whatever. 
Well, I don't know what that means, sir. I'll tell you what it means. You went AWOL, and you left your listeners hanging without a podcast for a couple of weeks. Sir, look, my parents are getting old. I told my listeners, let me ask you something. What, sir? You ever fought on a bird nest? Excuse me? You ever fought on a bird nest and some eggs in there, and you fought on the eggs and they rattle all around? You can hear the little chickadees inside the eggs? Sir, I don't know what that means. Well, I'm sure you've sat on a few eggs in your day, huh? What does that mean, even? Uh Uh-huh. What? Uh Uh-huh. Sir, I don't know where this is going. Where it's going is, you played hooky on your own podcast, and I'm cutting your days. What do you mean you're cutting my days? You did three podcasts a week, right? Yeah, I do three podcasts a week. Uh Uh-uh, not do, did. What are you talking about, sir? You want to play hooky with me like a little schoolboy? Well, you're going to get the cane from Principal Featherstone. What are you saying, sir? I'm cutting you down to two days a week. That's what, hot shot, formaldehyde. What does that mean, formaldehyde at the end? What was that? Yeah, you know what I mean, guy. Hot shot, formaldehyde. What, you're cutting my shows because I went down for the home for the Christmas holidays? I'll bet you went down. What does that mean? You and your guy friends? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Okay, sir, are you trying to tell me because I went home for the, the holiday season and I missed some shows for the first time, you're cutting me from three days a week to two? That's exactly right, Einstein the fourth. What do you mean the fourth? There was only one. Uh-huh, there was, uh, you're Einstein the fourth. Get it through your head. So you're cutting a day out of my schedule. That's right. Sometimes you got a little lessons the hard way, kid. I'm not a kid. I'm in my 40s. Yeah, whatever. You ever fought on a stack of pancakes? What? You ever fought on a stack of pancakes? You milk all the butter down? Big piece of butter on the top of the pancakes. You pull down your your pants. You fart on it. You melt the butter. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. So you're cutting my days, so now what am I doing? You're doing Monday and Thursday, and that's all I want to hear about it. What do you mean that's all you want? You're the one telling me. How am I stopping you? Oh, come on. Sir, I don't like this. My parents are old. I went home for the holidays. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, my parents are getting old. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many holidays I got left with them. And so, yeah, I took a few days off. You missed the Christmas parade, didn't you? Yes, I wasn't able to broadcast the Christmas parade. Unbelievable. So you're afraid your parents are getting old. You ever fought on anyone at a funeral? What are you talking about? There's a coffin laying there, right? Yeah. With a dead guy. Hold on. I got to get this. Get out of here. Let me say this. You pulled down your pants. You fought on the dead guy. Now get out of here. I got to take this phone call. What do you mean fart on a dead guy? Get out of here. Mondays and Thursdays until you wise up. Out. Sir, please. I have to do three days a week. I told you to get out.
Wow. Wow. Can you believe this? Okay. Well, thank you, Mrs. Smith. This is uh, shocking news here, folks. Um, As you know, I was away for the holidays for the first time in the podcast history. Uh, I missed a couple of shows. I, I, I alerted all of you. And now, as a penalty, my boss, Mr. Featherstone, who runs this whole operation, has cut me down from Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to two days a week. What a guy. What a what a way to start the year. So now it's Mondays and Thursdays, everybody. I do apologize for missing a day, but I hope I hope you can live with it. I hope you you know it's only, you know, Wednesday's kind of gone and we move things back, so you got, you know, Thursday. And maybe if I get back in this guy's good graces, back in his good books, we can we can amp it up again. Wow. So there you go. Uh, not the best way to start the new year, but at least we're back on the air. We're doing it. And uh, I hope we have a great year. It's going to be fun. Lots of laughter. And uh, thanks for being here. And uh, let's just get this gravy train rolling, the Harland Highway 2012. Hello, how are you today? After you. No, please, after you. You ever too plight? Huh? You get too plight, and all of a sudden your extra plightness leads to trouble? Dig this. I was too plight the other day, man. I'm driving along. I had to go to my gynecologist. I don't know where I was going. Somewhere. And... Somehow, I got in behind a funeral procession. Yeah, you know, you've seen them. Somebody dies. There's a big hearse way up at the front. And then there's a big line of people, and they got the little funeral things, and they're stuck on the front of their cars. Sure enough, I get in behind one, and I'm like, oh, man, I better be polite. There's like a dead guy up there. Who knows what happened to him? He might have been killed at my gynecologist. I don't know. So like a polite little guy, I stay in the funeral procession, and I, I don't want to go around. I don't, I don't want to honk. I'm trying to show respect for the dead. And then I get too polite, okay? That should have been enough. But instead, I stay in the funeral procession. And I mean, instead of breaking off and going to my gynecologist, I follow him right into the graveyard. I'm in the graveyard. Everyone's crying. And next thing I know... I'm, I'm standing over the coffin going, um, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Um, Larry was a very special... It's Margaret! Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, Margaret. I just went way too far. And then I ended up going home with the family. And we all had a cry huddle. And I was late for my gynecologist appointment. So be polite, but don't be too polite. If you have to give someone the finger on the Harland Highway, give them your little finger, your baby finger. It's cute. You're still flipping them off, but in a cute little way. <laughs> Hi, up yours. <laughs> be polite. Do it right. Watch out for funeral processions. You want to make your gyno appointment here on the Harland Highway.
And as we all know, the opposite of plight is rude. And how about a rude awakening? Ever hear that term? Well, check this rude awakening out. All right, as you know, I was away for the holidays, and part of my trip, I was down in beautiful Costa Rica, okay? Uh, tropical rainforest, beaches, ocean, uh, just, you know, a wonderful kind of paradise full of uh, thousands and thousands of species of ants and butterflies and, and lizards and snakes and fish and birds and monkeys. That's right, monkeys. And there's one monkey in particular called the howler monkey. Have a listen. This is what it sounds like. Okay. And um, these guys like to go off early in the morning. And they live in like little packs, little packs of howlers. And within the pack is the male. And the male uh, kind of, uh, you know, he's the big bad boy of the group. And uh, when he wants to kind of, you know, mark his territory, he's up in the canopy in the, in the jungle trees. And uh, whenever he wants the world to know that he's the man and that uh, this is his turf, he lets rip with these crazy screams. And this is what you wake up to. They, they, they like to do it early in the morning. Early in the morning, you get some howling. It sounds like a werewolf being ripped apart by a uh, giant turbine. And uh, it's kind of haunting. It's kind of scary. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just chaotic. And, uh, you know, I used to think the worst thing in the world to wake up to was a rooster, you know. Try waking up to this every morning. You got a big brown hairy guy up in a tree mad at you. Just yelling. All right, simmer down. I'm getting up. What do you want me to make you an omelet? Relax. What are you all geared up about? Have a coffee, dude. Crawl down from your tree into the coffee bean fields and chew on some... Uh, coffee beans <laughs> I mean it's pretty you imagine if, if this was the uh, the way we woke up in North America you know you woke up beside your girlfriend your lover you're like morning baby oh, I feel better already right or uh, what if you uh, if you had to get a wake up call at a hotel right you, like, called the night before. You had to be up at, like, 7 a.m. Hi, can I get a wake-up call for 7 a.m., please? Sure, no problem. Sure enough, 7 a.m., the phone rings. You're like, oh, who the hell is this? You pick up the phone. Hello? What? Who? What? Oh, oh, my wake-up call. Yeah, I'll be right down for the uh, muffins and pancakes in the lobby. Thank you. Um, so just, just a little highlight from my, my trip to Costa Rica. I saw many other uh, incredible things, uh, rattlesnakes and, uh, incredible birds and, uh, just, uh, wonderful, vibrant place. If you ever get a chance to get down to Costa Rica, 
It's got uh, a multitude of diverse wildlife, and uh, you'll, you'll be fascinated with everything that's around. It's one of those places everywhere you look, something's living. It's either a, you either see a, a giant caterpillar or a snake or a lizard or a bird. Everywhere, just, just teeming with life. So I recommend it, and uh, beautiful beaches, beautiful sand, really warm ocean water, big waves, not those wussy waves where you kind of, you know, roll up and down. These ones actually, like, toss you around and crunch you up, and it's just a cool, cool place. So uh, there you go. And uh, you know what? Let me just close with this comment. actually calling from your old stomping grounds up here in Canada. I uh, just wanted to let you know on uh, something news out here. The word's been going around that uh, Harlan Williams is going to Hollywood. Harlan, I was flabbergasted when I heard the news that you gone Hollywood. I couldn't believe it. So I want to know, have you gone Hollywood, Harlan? I'm up here in your stomping grounds and your, your people are telling me you've gone Hollywood. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it, Harlan. This is too much. Goodbye. Uh... Well, okay, um, I'm sorry you can't believe it, but, uh, yeah, I went Hollywood about 20 years ago. Okay, I moved out of Canada and came to Hollywood. So it shouldn't be a big surprise that I'm living in Hollywood. Yeah, I've gone Hollywood. It's not like, uh, you know, I, uh, I shot my movies up in, uh, you know, the uh, Northwest Territories. Shot him down here in Hollywood. Um, and it's funny that, you know, there's a stigma with, with moving to Hollywood. Pe- people uh, people always interpret that as like a snobby move or that you're abandoning your uh, roots. And you're not. It's just, you know, I always say it like this. Hollywood's where entertainment's made. It's where movies are made. It's where TV is made. And, you know, it's like if you want to make cars, move to Detroit. If you want to do, you know, computer technology, move to Silicon Valley. If you want to harvest corn, move to Arkansas. If you want to make movies and TV, you got to move to Hollywood. And so I did. Um and there's a misconception about Hollywood, too. People, you know, whenever you uh, kind of mention to people where you live, you know, oh, I work in Hollywood, I'm in L.A., people are always like, oh, yeah, I got those people. They're like, what do you mean? Oh, everyone in Hollywood's just so fake and superficial. And, oh, God, it must drive you nuts. And then you break it down and you're like, well, wait a minute. Everyone in Hollywood is fake and superficial? I'm in Hollywood. Are you suggesting I'm fake and superficial? Well, I don't mean fake. Everyone's an asshole. A bunch of assholes out in California. You know what? I've been all over the world, and there's pretty much uh, an asshole at every port. Okay? And I'm not saying that from a sailor's perspective. I'm just saying that uh, from the uh, perspective of a human being. 
who shares the planet with 7 billion other human beings. You get the good and the bad wherever you go. You can live in a small town out in a farming community, right? You could uh, be in a small town with, uh, you know, 150 people. You you don't think there's going to be an arsehole in the bunch? You don't think there's going to be a phony or a superficial fraud or uh, whatever? Yeah. It's almost a given anywhere you go. There's there's certain types of people. But, you know, California, Hollywood's full of some great, wonderful people, too. Talented, real, legitimate, artistic, kind-hearted, well-spoken writers, actors, directors. You know, even though it's entertainment, a lot of this stuff takes intelligence. You know how uh, difficult it is to put together a movie? A two-hour movie? Uh-huh. Next time you uh, kind of chew out the Hollywood crowd, ask yourself if you could string together a two-hour motion picture. Would you know how to do it? Would you know how to write it? Would you know how to produce it? Would you know how to put all the pieces together to get it done right? I don't think so, my friend. So, uh, you know... I hope you're not upset with me, my Canadian friend, that I have uh, moved down here. And uh, this is where I peddle my wares. This is where I create my product. Um, But I enjoy it. It's a uh, creative environment. And, um, you know, don't don't hate on me too much, buddy. I'm still bringing you the the goods. Uh, I haven't uh, let go of my Canadianism, if that's even a word. (laughs) I have a dual passport, so I'm still Canadian, and I'm still American. I'm a North American wonder child. So there you go, buddy. Um, And maybe one day you'll be down here. Maybe one day you'll take the Harland Highway into Hollywood and uh, see for yourself what's going on. Let he who is without Hollywood cast the first fake breast or collagen injection. Uh, So there you go. Harland in Hollywood. Welcome to the government doesn't want you to know. Did you know that Canadian geese fly in a V formation? Because they don't know that World War II ended 50 years ago. They think it ended yesterday. Canadian geese fly in a V formation because they're flashing the V sign for victory. The government doesn't want you to know that Canadian geese are really out of touch. I mean, come on, come on. Come on, come on now. Hey. Won't you now? Harlan Williams. Yeah, there's not many animals that know how to spell. There's not many uh, animals that know how to make letters, right? If I if I was a giant flock of birds like that, I wouldn't just be doing the letter V. I'd like get all my flying goose buddies and get them all organized, and I'd form a whole bunch of letters, and, and you'd look up in the sky, you'd hear the geese, honk, 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 you look up, and just the giant words, suck it, fly by. <laughs> wait, wait, what? 
Oh, suck it. You know, they just form the giant S, the U, the C, the K. Then a few flocks over is the word it. Suck it. Oh. Anyways, speaking of critters, um, here's something that's maybe not so humorous, but uh, I got to tell you about it, man. It freaked me out. I was uh, driving a couple of weeks ago, and I was down south. I was down in uh, Florida, and uh, I pull up to a a stoplight, and I look beside me because I can hear cows. It's like, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I look beside me. And here's one of these great big 18-wheeler cattle trucks, okay? And and it was a covered truck. The back of the truck was covered, but it had little slots in it, right? Little little openings that were, I don't know, the like the, the size of uh, like a football maybe, okay? And I look over, and I just see this big, like, scared, horrified cow eye staring in at me. Through my passenger window, just you know, the cows when they kind of they, they, they get scared and they kind of roll their eyes back in their head, and you can see all the white, and they just have that look like, "Where am I, man? What's going on? Well, how how come I'm moving? My legs aren't moving, but yet I'm moving. Weird, you know, like a George Carlin cow. How can I be moving when my legs aren't moving? Weird." And then I looked through all the other slots, and there was like, this thing was packed. It had to be like, I'm guessing there were 50, 60 cows in this thing. And all of a sudden, I saw other faces like, you know, poking their eyes out, and I could see a nose, and I could see uh, shadows, and I could see flanks and hoofs and different pieces of cows because these, these little, uh, like, openings on the side of the truck are, are spotted all over the side. They're down low. They're in the middle. They're up high. I guess it's to, you know, get ventilation in there. And uh, it, it was a bit of a horrific scene. i, I got to be honest. It reminded me of a scene from the Holocaust. And not comparing uh, Jewish people to cattle, uh, in the in the uh, flesh and bone form, but in the way that these living creatures were herded and corralled into this truck, I couldn't help but think of uh, you know those horrible images of when you saw Jewish people herded into those train cars and stuffed in, and you see fingers sticking through the grills and uh, faces looking through the cracks and horrified eyes peeking out of little holes. And uh, these cows, uh, you know, they were confused and they were scared. And uh, it was mayhem and chaos and they, they, their quarters were too tight. They were packed in on top of each other. And they're rustling around and they, they didn't know what, what was going on, where they were going. And it was kind of dark in there and they were surrounded by traffic and concrete and noises and cars and trucks going by. I mean... I, I can only imagine the, the terror going through those poor cows. You know, but picture this. You're like, every day you get up and you're like, well, <laughs> what am I going to do today? <gasps> well, I guess I'll wander out into that grass and, uh, you know, out in that field where all I can see is billowy clouds and buttercups and <laughs> butterflies flapping around. <laughs> 
And maybe I'll uh, stand around and eat some grass in the quiet and the silence. And then maybe I'll just lay down and go to sleep and the, hear the buzzing of the breeze and the chirping of the crickets. <laughs> right? You just wander around in a soft little field your whole life and then suddenly you're stuffed in the back of a Mack truck going to who knows where? Well, I'm, sadly, I know where they were going. They're going to the old slaughterhouse. And again, it's like that analogy, the, 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 uh, the poor people in the Holocaust. And it was, uh, it was very real and very, uh, you just felt horrible. Uh, and and what the irony is, right on the other side of this truck, and I'm not even joking, there was a McDonald's. Okay? Right on the opposite. I was on one side. On the other side of the truck was some golden arches with a drive through And that's just like rubbing salt in the wound, man. And it's like, they're in that truck. They're like, oh, guys, I got some bad news, but uh, do you smell that? <laughs> I smell Earl, Steve, Charlene, and uh, uh, Margaret coming out of that uh, that their place called McDonald's. Can you smell them? <laughs> and uh, it was just it was just crazy. So imagine uh, you know the, the horror for for cows who aren't considered too bright, but yet you could almost tell by that horrible look in their eye that maybe they knew. Maybe they knew what was going on. And and I'm feeling guilt because I love my meat. I love my burgers. I love my steak. I think most of us do. And you know these guys are being carted off. To, you know, they're either going to get a bullet through the forehead or they're going to be hung upside down and have their throats cut open. I don't even like talking about it. Could you hear me clench up or whatever the saying is? But you know what? What? What are we gonna do? What? What? What are we gonna do? We gonna? Well, we all gonna go out in the jungle and hunt cows with blow darts? You know. So there's got to be this, uh, you know, this holocaust of cows, where they're pushed together in these big uh, moving vehicles and taken to the the uh you know gas chamber as it were and uh right from there into our bellies wow so uh, interesting interesting uh experience i don't know if you've ever uh, had to deal with that or see that but uh, it was uh, kind of creepy Burn, burns a bit of a hole in your consciousness um, but, uh, hey, man, we're, uh, humans and, uh, we gotta eat. We gotta eat. So thank you, cows, for what it's worth. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your delicious marbling of fat. And, uh, God bless you wherever you are up there in, uh, good old cow heaven.
Wow. Wow. What a what a way to kick off the new year, the Holocaust cow bit. Good Lord. What can I say? It was a horrific sight, and uh, what, what are you going to do, man? Um, but that's it. We're ending the show on a on an interesting note. Um, food for thought, and I sorry, I didn't mean to say food for thought. That that wasn't nice. Um, uh, hey, happy New Year! Welcome back to the Harland Highway. Uh, so glad you are here. Let's have another fun-filled year, shall we? Um, don't forget, you can phone me here at uh, 888-500-2090. Uh, you can write me at harlandwilliams.com, and uh, it's going to be fun, man. Tell your friends, tell your family about the Harland Highway podcast. And uh, take note, we are now only two days a week, thanks to my boss who's got a pickle up as you-know-what. So now it's going to be Mondays and Thursdays. Um Maybe that means I don't have to see Dr. Ascot, because he used to see me on Fridays. This could be good. Um, So there you go. Uh, That's all we got. So for the first time this year, let me say it, chicken chow main, baby. Harlan Williams has gone Hollywood.